Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Touchdown, Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkley Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. Welcome to week number 10 of Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. Ron Kruk joined, as always, by the New York Giants all-time leading rusher, Tiki Barber, and Super Bowl champ with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Rondé Barber. Guys, in the spirit of election week, let's cast a quick vote, okay? Entering into week number 10, who is the best team in the NFL right now that is not named the Eagles? Tiki, go. Kansas City Chiefs, only because they have the leading passer and Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, this is an impossible question because there is no answer. Uh, Grande. I, oh, my God. I'm, it's hard for me to say if it's anybody in the AFC, to be honest with you, because it's just a jumbled mess right now. I want to say Buffalo, but I just I don't know. Without Josh Allen, it's not Buffalo. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) He just, he just loves, he loves the controversy. I'm sticking with Buffalo. Of course, the potential of Josh Allen being put on the shelf for a while, that could change everything, but I'm going to stick with the Super Bowl favorites for now. That was beautiful. Democracy at its best, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. As we roll into week number 10, it's kind of the same storylines, guys. I mean, scoring is still down this season. Some crazy stats coming in, though. The under is hitting a whopping 58% of the time in these games. And according to Superbook head odds maker Jay Cornegay, Denver, Buffalo, and Indy, hit the under in 85% or more of their games this season, which is just insane. Those three teams have only hit the over one time. And the dogs continue to bark as well. 73, 55, and 5 this year. Underdogs covering in 57% of the games. And there hasn't been a winning week for favorites since week number five. So, I mean, guys, looking back, me laying the 38 points in a Kansas City Buffalo Philly parlay was probably a bad idea. Bad idea. You know why? Because football in the NFL right now is bad. It's just bad. There's nothing redeeming about a season where scoring plummets. It's getting impossible to predict what's going to happen Sunday in and Sunday out. So we'll keep doing a show and keep 
you know, putting context <laughs> and uh, careful thought into stats and everything else. But at the end of the day, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it all in the air. So true. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're going to keep, as Rondé said, we're going to keep making our picks. And uh, I'm telling you, if anyone gets to 500 this year, that is a victory. Look at anyone uh, in this business, and uh, many are below 500. But this week, we get uh, four teams on buys. The Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and Jets all get the week off. We begin with the game of the week. And guys, how this one is not in prime time is ridiculous to me. The NFC North leading Minnesota Vikings travel to Buffalo to take on the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. But scary times in Buffalo, as it seems, nobody really knows the status of quarterback Josh Allen as of this recording. After he suffered that apparent elbow injury in last week's game against the Jets, he did not practice on Wednesday and is listed day to day. But I mean, I got to start off. Did you two jinx him by mentioning the potential of an injury last week if he kept running like he's been doing all season? Yeah, but this wasn't a running injury. This wasn't running because uh, Fine. Was injury. This was this was Bryce Huff a backup a defensive lineman for the Jets getting through in a critical moment, making that play and pulling his arm back as he was uh, letting the ball go. And it just, he sprained his UCL, which obviously, you know, couldn't require Tommy John surgery if it was worse. It looks like it's not going to be that worse, but officially day to day. We didn't jinx him. Maybe we put a little bit of jet hex on him, but we didn't yeah. jinx him. That's such, sure, a, Rondé? such a freak injury. Like, it has to be perfectly timed. If he's a second earlier and just a, a fumble, he's not releasing. If it's a second later, it's a completion. He never touches him. It's impossible to think that that's preventable. But, I mean, I don't know. Halloween yeah. wasn't weeks ago. We may have put a, we may have put a hex on him somehow. Uh, you too. No, you're good luck. There's no way that happened. No, I'm I'm coming to your rescue. All right, let's hey, let's break down the numbers say, here, guys. Hey, who, do Buffalo, say, who, do say, who do we say could win the MVP though? If Josh got hurt, I can't remember who it was now. <laughs> oh, uh, never Jaylen mind. Hurts. Oh, well, yeah, maybe it was hurts. It was hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It hurt. Wow. So now yeah, Somebody I'll take that. <laughs> a little late buddy <laughs> all right so buffalo minnesota buffalo six and two straight up four three and one against the spread vikings just keep finding a way to win come in with an impressive seven and one record three four and one against the spread lots of close victories for minnesota Opening odds in this place. Now, again, this is all over the place because of the potential injury to Josh Allen. Superbook.com opened the odds up as Buffalo at minus nine, guys. And the over under 48 and a half points. Current odds, and, and of course, it was open before the news of the injury got out. Current odds from Superbook.com, Buffalo minus three and a half. And the point total drops to 44. Money line Buffalo was minus 220. They're now minus 185. Minnesota plus 190. And now down to plus 165. So, guys, the Vikings have won six straight. But they don't seem to be getting the recognition that maybe many think they deserve. How do they keep getting it done? And with Buffalo, 
if Josh Allen is really banged up, can the Bills even win that division, which the AFC East is suddenly legit and much less get to the Super Bowl if Case Keenum takes over at quarterback? Yeah, you know, it's interesting with Minnesota because all of their last six wins have been one possession games. The game that they lost, which was early in the season, week two against Philadelphia, they got blown out by 17. And the first game of the season against the Green Bay Packers was a blowout win. But everything else have been one possession games, four against Detroit, three against New Orleans, seven against the Bears, eight against the Dolphins, eight against the Cardinals, and three just again last weekend against the, the Washington Commanders. And so you look at them and you know they're winning, and Kirk Cousins is playing shirtless, chained up on the plane <laughs> football, and he's starting to embrace the coolness that is Kirk Cousins. However, the Didn't numbers that tell thing. you that maybe it's overachievement because while they score a bunch of points, 24 a game, they're 17th in yards for play. They're 19th in yards per attempt. Their third down percentage is bottom half of the league. Third and out percentage, which is high, they're 27th in the league. They're not statistically great, so it makes us not believe what we're seeing. But as we've said, and as I think going to be the theme of this episode, there's so much parity. All you have to do is not lose the game, and you can win in the NFL. That's how the Giants win. It's how the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills last weekend. It's just Great it's point. just the MO. So they're a well-coached, and they don't get enough credit for that team that has some veteran leaders who know when to make the plays and not make the mistakes in crunch time. Tiki, you say parity is in P-A-R-I-T-Y, or is it a parody? <laughs> oh that's, man that's what, that's, what, that's what you're getting at right now it, it's just the vikings are a little bit there <laughs> the vikings are a little bit smoking mirrors right now man kurt's having a good but not spectacular year dalvin cook's having a good but not spectacular year, even though they are running the ball a little bit better but I, i'll say this i'll give a lot of credit to their coach kevin o'connell He's smart. You met him. He's smart. He's very calculating in how he's aggressive. And he has his team believing that no matter what the situation is, that they can come back and win. Last week, down 10 in the fourth quarter, they scored 13 points enough to win, and their defense yeah. gets three straight stops, and they win a football game, which they didn't look like they were going to win at any point during that game, and then they no. did. So that's why this team is so, I don't know, under the radar, because they are clearly – under the radar they're not dominating in any particular sense of the way like you said tiki the stats tell you they're an average football team but their record says they're probably going to run away with the nfc or yeah with the nfc north because detroit and green bay are blah and then chicago's just not quite there yet so they're gonna they're a playoff team right now but they're not exciting <laughs> yeah yeah, and what about the Bills, guys? What happens to them if Allen is is out for a while? Yeah, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. They need another targeting option. Stephon Diggs is great. Knox just hasn't been that guy this year for whatever reason. Gabriel, I mean, he's great when he catches the ball, but he doesn't have a ton of receptions on the season, and they don't run the ball very effectively. So it falls all on Josh Allen to do a lot of this with his legs. And if he's banged up and now Case Keenum is trying to mimic what Josh Allen does, they're just going to fall short. I know we look at their offensive statistics and defensive statistics, and it's really offense that we're talking about because Josh could be hurt. Case Keenum is not going to match what they do. And some of these games, which they've snuck by with, 
they're going to be on the wrong side of. So it, without Josh, this team doesn't go, I believe. Right. And to the point, Tiki, they've still found a way to win some games, even when Josh has played bad. He's played bad the last game and a half. Yeah. 48% completion, no TDs, and four interceptions in the last game and a half. Mm. And it showed up on Sunday, the bad half he had the week before against the Jets. He just, he wasn't himself. He yeah. was relying on the old bad habits, Josh. And their offense is completely out of sync. And then you have a defense that we've been lauding all year long, being number one, number two in the league. They all of a sudden can't stop the run. They got out game. Yeah. They only outgained the Jets last week. The Jets by seven yards. Right. So that tells you where this team is kind of trending. If they don't stop the run this week against uh, Minnesota, they're going to lose this football game. And then then they're really going to be in trouble because, as you'll hear in my corner, the AFC East is getting very, very legit. Yeah, another surprising division for sure. Well, this is a huge matchup between key teams in the NFC and AFC. Current odds, according to Superbook.com, Buffalo is a minus three and a half point favorite. Point total sits at 44. Time for our picks. Tiki, you lead us. Who do you, like? you, you got to give me Minnesota here getting a two and a half, mainly because they know how to control the ball. They know how to win ugly, if you want to call it that. And with Josh Allen compromised and not able to fling it around the field, and if he's not even playing as Case Keenum, they're going to have to rely on, on their defense to score for them. And I just don't see that happening. So give me Minnesota, despite our lack of enthusiasm for them to cover the two and a half here. Hey, this is the first time Stefan Diggs gets to play his previous team. We got the, I mean, there's that. And then we have the Cook brothers playing against each other for the first time. Right. So there's that. But it's always hard. I mean, you, you guys got to remember this. Even though Minnesota's in the north, it's always hard for an indoor team to play outside. And the forecast is 35 degrees on game day. So this is hinging on one thing. If Josh Allen plays, I think they cover. If Josh Allen doesn't play and Case Keenum has to go in there, who's thrown seven passes for eight yards this year, um, <laughs> I think the Vikings do it pretty well like they've done it all year. They'll find a way to cover and possibly win this football game. Yeah, keep an eye on Superbook.com and the Superbook app because once they make an announcement who's starting, that line is going to fluctuate. There's no doubt about it. I'm with you uh, in the key to this game, Rondé, is that the last few weeks, the Bills' run defense has been very vulnerable, and Dalvin Cook is running very well, averaging 4.6 yards per carry. And then you have the Kirk Cousins factor uh, of failing in big games. That worries me. I love the Diggs gets a revenge game against his former team. But I think with this one, if Josh Allen plays, I'm going Buffalo. Coming off the upset of the Jets, they need to get back on track. And I think their defense will lead the way in this one. They'll stack that box just to stop Cook and make Cousins beat them. And history has not been kind to uh, Kirk Cousins. So I'm going to go with Buffalo in what one guy called at the beginning of the season, a preview of the Super yeah. Bowl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late, guys, to get in on the action at Superbook.com, the Superbook app. We're offering some great promos, including up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus. When you sign up, make a deposit and wager. So get in on all of the NFL action this week. Guten Tag, American football. The NFL World Tour continues. 
as the league moves from England to Germany for a battle between the surprising and Rondé's uh, best team in the NFL besides the Eagles, uh, six and three Seattle Seahawks, and the disappointing four and five Tampa Bay Bucks, despite Tom Brady leading Tampa to that last second comeback victory over the Rams last week, which was, I mean, let's be honest, a very difficult game to watch. The Bucks have been struggling, especially when it comes to covering the spread. They are two, six, and one against the spread, and that is the worst cover percentage this season in the NFL at a dismal 25%. The Seahawks are six and three against the spread and have covered in four straight. Opening odds, according to Superbook.com, Tampa Bay opened as a point favorite, and the over-under sat at 44 and a half. Current odds as of this recording. Tampa Bay is now a three-point favorite, and the point total remains steady at 44 and a half. Money line, Tampa Bay minus 150, plus 130 for Seattle. All right, guys, I never thought I would be uttering this question, but who is the better quarterback in this game, uh, Tom Brady or a rejuvenated Geno Smith? Oh, man. Why do I got to answer this one first? I know this is my <laughs> game, but Jesus. Look, Gino Smith is, I mean, he's got to be favorite for comeback player of the year, depending on what Saquon does at some point. But first of all, you got to give kudos to John Snyder and his front office for unloading a ton of people, getting draft capital, and then just relying on a guy that nobody really cared to say was a good player to be a good player this year. And that's exactly what he's done. Statistically, he's having a resurgent year. But in reality, He's got so many great weapons around him. It's really just being functional. He's got Kenneth Walker Jr., or the third, who's in the last four games been their primary back, has rushed for 424 yards and 4.8 yards per carry. But he's got these two receivers that have always been there that look better with Geno than they did with Russ because he gets the ball out on time to those dudes. So, and you ask me if he's better than Tom Brady. Of course he's not better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's one of the best of all times. But... That being said, Tom Brady is playing an offense that looks somewhat impotent right now. And I know that they have talent, ton of talent around them. But for whatever reason, it is not materializing into points. I have Tiki, you'll appreciate this. And I wrote this down because I thought this was funny. Bucks last week reminded me of a soccer team that has all the possession and can't score a goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly who they are. Yeah. It's like Italy not being in the World Cup. Because they walked to North Macedonia, though their shock total was 30 costly to three. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? And who's the better quarterback? I mean, it's Tom Brady, but who's playing better? Right. I said in this game, don't get me wrong. I didn't say overall. It's receivers. Who's playing better? It's Geno Smith's receivers. Mm. Lockett is Lockett. We know who he is. DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf. You mentioned Kenneth Walker. But when I see Mike Evans dropping shots in the middle of the field multiple times in a game, when I see Scotty Miller dropping a short touchdown because he jumps in the air instead of just catching the football and it hits him in the helmet, I feel bad for Tom Brady. His pass catchers are setting him down, not to mention the coaching and going on fourth down and, and bad He's just He's in a bad situation right now. The reason that they're struggling is because they can't run the ball. They're averaging 60.1 or two yards per game, which is the worst since the 1946 Detroit Lions. It's pathetic 
what's around Tom Brady right now. So, yes, the Seattle Seahawks been playing great. Geno Smith is leading the league with 73.5% completion percentage. Their defense has been phenomenal in their last four victories. They've given up less than 330 yards, so their defense has started to turn into something that's an asset. And Geno's not making mistakes. So Tom's the better quarterback, clearly, but you are what's around you. And Tom doesn't have consistency around him, whereas Geno Smith on his side and the other side has guys that are balling for him, period. Big game for both teams as they uh, fly out to Munich, Germany. The current odds, according to Superbook.com, Tampa Bay opened at minus one. The money has come in on the Bucks, and they are now minus three. And the point total, 44 and a half. All right, Rondé, you will be on the ground in Germany. That's going to be a blast. So you get the honors. Who are you going with in this one? Look, the Bucs have played pretty well on defense. They got a little bit better last week when Carlton Davis came back, and so their secondary is a little bit short up. So if you're looking for a matchup to watch in this game, it's those receivers that Tiki just talked about in the secondary. Vita Vea might be the best interior defensive lineman, big boy in the league right now. He's got sacks in five consecutive games, and he's helped by Akeem Hicks coming back. So I think there's an advantage there. This is going to be Seattle's, I think, toughest test. Right. But the Bucs are favored and basically on favored on paper because they're the better team on paper. They look like mm-hmm. the team. That's why they're favored every week. That's why they can't cover any spreads because everybody's saying they should be better than what they're putting on tape. But then they go out and put it on tape really? and you realize they can't score any damn points. Their red zone is like I think they're dead last, maybe 30th in the, in the NFL in red zone scoring, which is completely contrary to what they've been over the last two years where they scored 28 and 30 points respectively. They're scoring 18 right now. So I think DK and Tyler find a way somehow to make this defense lapse and Seattle keeps scoring points like they do. So I'm actually going to say that Seattle is going to cover this, uh, this three point spread. And maybe, you know, I don't want to say they're the best team in the NFC other than (laughs) Philly, but But he did definitely, definitely playing better than Tampa right now. Yeah, it's hard for me to argue with you, Rondé. I think you got to ride the hot hand, and Seattle has been hot. I talk about their four straight. They've won five out of their last six. Gino is feeling himself. He has confidence. You heard it early in the season when he said, they tried to write me off, and I didn't write back. And I think yeah. I might have to pay for that because he trademarked it. But you know what I mean? It's like he's he's become a confident star, and it's awesome to see. So give me Seattle. In Germany, even though they got a long ass flight, yeah, no kidding. Germany to cover the three here. This might be a close game, and Tampa might find a way to win, just like they found a way to win against the LA Rams. They had no business, like zero business, winning that football game. But I like Seattle to keep this one close. And, you know, if I was a fan, I'd take them on the money line because I believe in Seattle. Nice, nice. Uh, So the Barber brothers both go with the Seahawks. Tiki, you mentioned it. Seattle has covered four games in a row, and I don't think it's a coincidence that four weeks ago, Kenneth Walker III took over as the starting running back. He has been phenomenal. However, Tom Brady has never lost outside of the country, 3-0, and looking to win in his fourth different country. But bottom line is the way that the Bucks offense has been looking. I mean, I have no choice but to side with Seattle as well, whose defense has been really one of the best in the NFL over the past four weeks. So let's make it a clean sweep. I'm going with Seattle as well. 
Great time to sign up at Superbook.com. We have awesome sign-up bonuses going on and promotions. Visit Superbook.com, download the app, and get in on all the college football, NFL, NHL, NBA action, and, of course, UFC this weekend as well. And make sure you are following us all on social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Well, who doesn't love a matchup between the two teams who battled in that original frozen tundra game? (laughs) Unfortunately, Dallas at Green Bay, guys, doesn't have that same shine this season because after a three and one start, Green Bay has now lost five in a row, including four coming in as the favorite. The three and six Packers now welcome into Lambeau the surging six and two Cowboys who have gotten through half of the season without Dak Prescott and are fresh off their bye week. Dallas is six and two against the spread while Green Bay has covered only three times in their last nine games. Opening odds according to Superbook.com. Dallas came in as a minus four favorite and the point total was 43 and a half. The current number, according to superbook.com, some money coming in on Dallas. They are now up to minus five. The total is a stable 43 money line minus 230 for Dallas plus 195 for the pack. All right, guys, for this one, Let's focus in on the Packers. Put the spotlight on Aaron Rodgers. After being very vocal mm-hmm. about teammates needing to step it up, uh, he's struggling to say the least. Is the Pack's five-game losing streak on the veteran quarterback? You know, it's, so much of it really is. And I know you can talk about, you know, the Alan Lazards and the, and the Randall Cobbs, like these older guys who just aren't dynamic. They don't get a ton of separation. But the Packers' issues have largely been Aaron Rodgers' issues. They should have destroyed the Lions last weekend. They moved the ball at will up and down the field. But when they got into the red zone, Aaron Rodgers trying to be, I don't know, the hero, the, the cute the cute arm slot quarterback, kept throwing sidearm passes. The get, get, one hit a helmet of a defender, didn't even know it was there, popped straight up in the air and got picked off. They tried to throw a, a, a trick play back to David Bakhtiari on the left side. He just lofted it up there like, there you go. A, a five-year-old could have intercepted that ball, <laughs> and Aiden Hutchinson did. I mean, he has been bad. I know that we want to talk about the talent around him and, and all of these other factors that could possibly come in. But when push comes to shove, you go look at the tape, it is Aaron Rodgers. As much as it is about the offensive line being banged up and old uh, and giving up sacks, that's going to be the issue. And it's why Dallas has a market advantage, even though they're on the road in this game, because they're leading the league in sacks. They got 33 sacks already this season. And Micah Parsons, and they get after it. Aaron Rodgers is not a mobile quarterback. And I think he's going to keep trying to be that guy. And that guy doesn't work anymore for Green Bay. He's actually done a pretty good job avoiding sacks this year. He's he's still the runaround kind of quarterback, but they're lost on offense right now. Just kind of rudderless. I mean, I, if you go back and watch that game, the first interception is a great play to Alan Lazard down the right sideline. He almost gets into the end zone. They get the ball on the one-yard line. Yeah. The next three plays are like two handoff, one pass incompletion, and then an interception. And you're you're sitting there saying, in what world does an Aaron Rodgers not complete that into a touchdown? So you go back and look at the stats. Well, you know what? They're 50% in red zone this year, which is 23rd. 
You know what they are in the last three weeks? Less than 30. It's bad, bad. Wow. They were in that red zone three times against Detroit and only scored one touchdown. It's become so common that you almost expect it, right? Everybody wants to blame Aaron. Everybody wants to blame the talentless team, but that's what they are. This is not going to be the 2016 let's make a run Green Bay Packers because they don't have enough talent. They only score 17 points per game, and it does not look like a team that's going to compete this year. They're going to find ways to lose games instead of being the Aaron Rodgers go win games. That Detroit game, 15-9 in the fourth quarter, give the ball to Aaron Rodgers, and they time out on downs yeah. at the end of the game. That's bad, man. Yeah. Like, that is bad, bad against the Detroit Lions. You don't pay a guy $50 million for that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Well said. Well, a huge matchup in the NFC, no doubt about it. Current odds, according to Superbook.com, Dallas is the minus five road favorite and the over under is 43 points. All right, Tiki, let's go to you for this one. Who are you choosing? You know, I got to take Dallas there, you know, to cover this one. They've won six of their last seven. Their only loss is against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the best team in, in football uh, record-wise, um, and play that way for most of the most of this season. And that early game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they were just kind of out of sorts, which was not indicative of either one of these teams' futures. So I got to go with Dallas, and a lot of it has to do with the playmakers on this team. Now we know Dak is back, and they put up over 400 yards against Chicago last weekend, scored 49 points, but. I think that, you know, this running back room is so interesting. Tony Pollard is a beast. With Ezekiel Elliott out with a hyperextended knee last week, he rushed for three touchdowns. He's so dynamic. He's so quick. He can control the game no matter how you use him. And with Zeke hungry, because that's always, you know, I got to eat. He's hungry for his opportunity. I just think this offense is going to be so motivated and explosive. There's no way that the Packers are going to keep up. So give me the Cowboys to cover this one. I'm going to try to disagree with you, but I, in my back of my mind, I'm, I know you're exactly right. The most productive game that they've had on offense all year, really. In the past two games, Dak's completing something like 77% of his mm-hmm. passes. Gallup is finally getting back to you yeah. know full health as the other receiver. And interesting about that running back combination, Tiki, you look at the stats, right? Because we all like to look at stats. Exact same, 63.6 yards per game. So, <laughs> I mean, pick your poison, right? I know, I know Pollard's yeah. more explosive. He's a fun guy to watch. Uh, and Dan Quinn, I, I, I can't talk enough about how he's recreated himself as a D coordinator while recreating this defense into one of the best units in the league. So it's, 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 it's fun to watch them, see, see where they're going now. But to me, this is a lifeline game for Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. If they win, they're somewhat back in the conversation because of the parity of the NFL. If they lose, it's six straight, and you could just forget about it, right? It's over. So in a season where it's like close games kind of rule the day, I mean, they didn't get blown out by by Buffalo a couple weeks ago. You know, they probably should have won last week against Detroit with the, one of the best quarterbacks of all time leading the game-winning drive. I'm not sure that Dallas runs away with this one, man. I feel it five and a half is a lot for this type of game. Maybe they lose, but I think they stay close. It is five. You still taking uh, Green Bay at five? More than three, so I'll take Green Bay. (laughs) There you go. I mean, that's so true. I I look at this, and I was all over Dallas at the beginning. I'm like, come on. But then 
this whole season and the world of the NFL that we live in right now, it just has that weird feeling. And a desperate uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay scares me. But that offense is so bad, and now they're going up against a well-rested Cowboys defense, leading the league in sacks with 33, giving up the third-fewest points in the NFL in a plus-six turnover ratio. It's also a revenge game for Mike McCarthy, who was Mm. fired four years ago, you know? So there's so many storylines going into this. I already like Dallas, but here was my stat of the week. Uh, Since week 14 of 2020, Dallas is covering an NFL best 76% of the time. We should have been riding that train sooner, guys. But I'm still on board. I'll take Dallas minus the five. Love it. All right. Well, in a world of uncertainty, there's only one thing, guys, they can always count on to deliver. And that's the betting with the barbers. Bucket O bets. (laughs) There it is. We have three bets we're either buying or we are taking a pass on. And it's fresh today, guys. Let's get right to it. Open up the bucket of bets and see what we've got. Number one. Oh, boy. Close to home. Thanks a lot, Rig. (laughs) Denver and Tennessee, the over-under 39 points. I mean, 39 points. Is this a high school game? What? (laughs) Are you guys playing or taking a pass? like three touchdowns. I mean, (laughs) each. That's all you need is three touchdowns each. (laughs) I'm going under, dude. I don't see it. I'm going under. I got to say, Malik Willis was anemic last week somehow they still had the lead for a lot of that game but i'm gonna stay under i just can't see it i just i can't fathom either of these teams exploding well um, yeah yeah put it this way tiki uh denver broncos may stink scoring points but i think they're the number one defense in the league yeah, they'll find two. a way number two defense in the league. they'll find a way to stop derrick henry because if you allow Malik Willis, who I saw play in the preseason, try to be a passer and win it that way. It's a failed operation. Your patient's going to die on the table because that he cannot throw the football down the field right now. He wants to hold it. He took three sacks at the end of that game. He won't throw the football. He just yeah. won't. So, in order to score, you got to like do Move something fifty times a game. So I'm I, I'm taking the under. Wow. I mean. Is this going back to the 50s? I mean, what are we doing in the NFL right now? But as I mentioned at the top of the show, Denver has hit the under in 85% of their game. Uh, I think that trend continues definitely, although Denver has not been great at stopping the run. Uh, Derrick Henry, uh, I'd, I, I'd like to see what his total rushing yards is at Superbook.com. I might go over on that one. All right, let's get back to bucket O bets here. Reach in deep, and what do we got? All right, we're talking some Super Bowl futures. Mm. San Francisco 49ers, 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. 10 to 1. Guys, you buying or selling? I don't know if I'm buying that one. 10 to 1. Uh, I mean, they are just a game. Well, look, if they win this week, and Seattle somehow loses to Tampa. 
they're right back in it with the chance to kind of sneak away with that division because the Rams are drowning. They got their uh, their life preserver taken away by Tampa last week. So um, <laughs> ten to one, I'd probably take that actually. You know, because they, they can find a way. They got we know their defense can play, right? Yeah. And we know it. If you get the right game plan against the right team, Kyle Shanahan will put together a game plan to beat you in the playoffs. So I'll take that bet. It's good money given how long those odds feel. They're 500 right now. They lose Jeff Wilson. Obviously, they trade to Miami, but they get Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we talked about who was the number one defense. It's actually it's the San Francisco 49ers. They have the number one defense per, per yards in the National Football League. So we know that they can limit production and subsequently put up a lot of numbers as well, as long as Jimmy G is not making mistakes, which he hasn't made a ton of this year. I would take that just because of the value of it. And, you know, they got to win the division. They got to find a way to compete in the division against Seattle. But we know that with the expanded playoff, seven teams per conference are getting in. So all you got to do is get there and then have the better playoff game planning. And you got to give Al Shanahan an advantage almost against anybody he goes up against. Yeah, I love that comment, value. That's a great value bet. And McCaffrey changes everything. 10 to 1, that's pretty good. Uh, Buffalo's still the favorite to win Super Bowl 57. Shortest odds at 7 to 2. Kansas City behind them at 4 to 1. Philly, 9 to 2. And then Baltimore and San Francisco at 10 to 1. I kind of like it. I mean, McCaffrey changes a lot. Why not take a flyer? I like them better than I like Baltimore at 10 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. All right, final bet in our bucket O bets this week. And we are going back to school. Uh, I like this one. All right, here we go. Uh, Ohio State plus 180 to win the national title. And I'll just say this, shortest odds, Georgia at plus 110. Ohio State right behind them at plus 180. So I've seen Ohio State play this year. I called their game against Penn State. They looked rather anemic for a lot of the game until they scored three touchdowns in seven minutes and blew it open. And I'm calling Georgia this weekend. Their tight end at Georgia would be the best tight end in the NFL if he was playing right now, Brock Bowers. He is amazing. And their quarterback, Stetson Bennett, doesn't make you say – this guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. But the dude balls, man. Vlad McConkey's their leading wide receiver. He looks like he was a walk-on at Western Michigan. And, <laughs> but he's a stud. And they have one of the best defenses in college football, despite not having 12 draft picks like they did a year ago when they won the national championship. So having seen Ohio State, Doing the research on what I'm going to see in Georgia, and I expect them to just utterly destroy Mississippi State in Starkville. I got to say, I don't like that bet for Ohio State. They're going to sleepwalk through the Big Ten, and they're going to get to the college football playoff, and they're going to get shocked by how fast and aggressive and physical a team like Georgia is. So give me Georgia. I think Ohio State's on the verge of imploding. If you watch that, I mean, I know it was Wendy in Northwestern. And yeah. that, you know what that sounded like to me? Excuse and an explanation. I'm not taking this. I don't believe in them. I just don't. They got some really, really good players, but they are not it, dude. They're better teams in college football than Ohio State. And I know their quarterback's still a Heisman favorite, but he looks anything but that. 
in the last three games. Yeah, I don't love it either. Georgia looks like a world beaters. They come in at plus 110, Ohio State plus 180, Michigan 8-1 to one odds to win. And, of course, they uh, Tennessee behind them 14-1. to one. one thing I'll just throw out there, keep an eye on TCU. What if they Ooh. run the table? And they slip into the playoff. Right now, you could get TCU at 50 to 1 odds. And there's a chance. Hey, hey, I I can tell you that. TCU is winning in a pretty competitive Big 12 right now. That that, that conference is playing. It's not a slouch conference. No, it is good football. Absolutely not. They are winning good game against good teams. So. That might all right, we bet. better get our bets in before this uh, broadcast <laughs> goes out, fellas. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap up another episode of Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. We appreciate your support. Please take a second to like, rate, and subscribe. Betting with the Barbers is available on Spotify and Apple Music, and of course at Superbook.com. Guys, Superbook is everywhere this weekend because this is one of the most stacked sports weekends of the year. Tiki, uh, give us the details on what you have going down in New Jersey this week. Yeah, it's exciting this week for me. Tomorrow or Thursday at the Wicked Wolf in Hoboken, me and my beautiful wife will be hanging out doing some not-your-average-book-club meetings, talking sports betting, talking football, Thursday night football. And then on Sunday, after I come back from Starkville, Mississippi, I'm going to be doing a tailgate at Red's, a bar and grill, which is right around the corner from MetLife Stadium. So come on, hang out with me and BT uh, and the folks over at WFAN before you head over to the game. That's it, Red's. Uh, at about, I think we're starting around 10, 10.30 or so, having some drinks, slider cook-offs, and Superbook will be there, of course. Of course. Great stuff. And, and Rondé, of course, you're going to be spreading the word about Superbook to Germany. So right. you've I'll got your at, hands full. I'll be at the Allianz Arena watching some football. <laughs> American style. I love it, man. Well, safe travels. And while Tiki's doing his thing in New Jersey, the biggest pay-per-view of the year for the UFC is going down in the Big Apple at Madison Square Garden. If you are in Colorado or the surrounding states, come and see me and UFC middleweight Cody Brundage at the Blake Street Tavern right next to Coors Field for the official Superbook Sports UFC 281 watch party. We'll have promotional sign-up specials and a chance for you to win a autographed pair of MMA gloves from the number five ranked UFC lightweight Michael Chandler, who happens to face number two ranked Dustin Poirier on Saturday. The action begins at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's at the Blake Street Tavern. All right, guys, before we kick off Thursday with the Falcons and Panthers, final thoughts. You are a professional in the National Football League. It used to be for 17 weeks. It is now for 18 weeks. So on your bye week, don't get on an ATV, Xavier McKinney. Hmm, well said. Grande? Avita saying. <laughs> Very good. I just like to wish everyone a prosperous wagering weekend, just like Mattress Mac had. How's he doing? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, for my partners, TK and Ronde Barber, I'm Ron Cruck. Make sure you're following us on social media at Tiki Barber, at Ronde Barber, at R Cruck, and of course, at Superbook Sports. Enjoy the games, everyone. You've been locked into the Betting with a Barber's podcast. 
Dickie Barber. Presented by Superbook Sports. Featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber. And featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way. 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.